Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Tuesday, or Monday, the better version. Now, I have officially spent the past few nights and days playing Minecraft with some friends, which is actually an activity I now recommend to you, my listener. It's quite fun to just hop on an audio chat platform of your choice, we use Discord, and hop on a Minecraft server together and uh, just have some good old mining fun. It's quite a good time and I recommend it if you're needing some way to connect with your friends that isn't one of the ways I've recommended previously, or you've been looking for something new and exciting to do, I recommend Minecraft. It is quite exhilarating, especially when all of you get chased by a giant horde of zombies together. Really brings a group of friends together. In other news, it's been very humid where I am in Wisconsin, and I have not enjoyed the humidity as much. I know yesterday I was talking about going outside and having a garden. Yeah, that was when it wasn't humid. So I'm going to amend previous statements made to tell you to go outside to that. Go outside when the weather is nice, because the humidity is just so bad sometimes. It's like soup. I don't want to have to wade through soup to go water my garden. I will, because they need it, and I need to love and care for my plants, but I'm not going to be super happy about it. However, when it's not super hot and humid, it is very nice out. It's so warm. It's lovely. But when the air is soupy, Peyton is not going outside. That is a rule of thumb that will always be followed. Well, today, as you know, is Tuesday because I told you about two minutes ago. So that means it's time for more work sharing. And yet again, it will be more Peyton work. Jazz hands. Now you can't see the jazz hands, but I did do them just now. I know it's very important detail that I need to describe to you because this is an audio medium and there is no video. Naturally, you'd think after, what, almost 40 episodes of this, I would get that and stop narrating my hand motions, but I don't think I'll ever do that. That'll always be a staple of this podcast, is me doing a hand gesture and then narrating to you what that hand gesture was. Moving on, though, it's a good day to read some poetry because it's Tuesday but also because for you today, I have dug out two interesting pieces from my body of work that I am excited to share with you. So one of them is a serious poem, and the other one is a goofy poem disguised as a serious poem. So one of them is very heartfelt, and the other one is seemingly heartfelt, but is actually sort of goofy in the end once you pull back the mask all Scooby-Doo-esque. So I will begin with the poem entitled Failure Underfoot, and then move into For Her. So Failure Underfoot is the first one I will be reading. This one was written, I think, two years ago, maybe more. I still really like it. It's a little more janky than the stuff I currently write, but it's in its glory as it was the day that I decided it was finished. So let's just get right to it. So This is Failure Underfoot. We are all slowly stumbling, toppling over, our own feet letting us down for the thousandth time. It would seem that as soon as a goal is found, the fast and slipping coast of the rapids push back down. The second time to try will hurt more when the cold waves wash back over and fill an empty void. However, empty voids cannot be satisfied with simple cold and dark washes. They require much more. You could plunge yourself into a thousand oceans of deep and dark thoughts, but the void would never fill. Falling headlong into an abyss of thoughts, you'd much rather build a dam around than swim in. 
Drowning is the only way the empty voids and the deep abysses end. They do not allow any real escape. Falling slowly, the feeling of the crushing black is strange on the senses. This void should be empty. And yet it is. The emptiness itself is the crushing blow to the stumbling man, lost in his ways as well as his wills. We're all slowly stumbling, toppling over, our own feet letting us down for the thousandth time. A simple miscalculation that seems a simple blip on the radar of life suddenly resurfaces its ugly face from out of the abyss. That misstep of seemingly small proportion is now filling the ocean of deep and dark abyss with waves of black. The void is not satisfied even with this, and it grows in the dark until his small plunder has become a thousand. The abysmal void will take the drowning as a sign that you can take even more of its pressure as it sends you deeper with more small steps gone out of line on a whim. My own feet have failed me once again. And that concludes Failure Underfoot, the first poem of my two-poem series. Now, before I get into revealing which of my poems was serious and which was less serious, I'm just going to get straight into the second poem that is entitled For Her. I hold this poem very close to my heart. It also won a poetry contest here at Story Arc a year or so ago, I think, but it's a very important poem to me, and the meaning to me has changed over the years, but I still enjoy it, and I think that no matter what it means to me, it is still an important piece in my life, and it continues to develop and blossom and change as I hit different points in my life, but I think that no matter what, it remains true to me, and I really enjoy seeing how the meaning changes to me with each reading. So let's get into it. This is For Her. All I had ever seen was the dark. I heard it's not actually ever dark, but it is simply an absence of light. I was certainly not comfortable. Oh no, how could I be? On stage with so many and not a single light to guide us, or rather, to guide me. I saw others with lights illuminated beautifully, but none more so than the one that lit her angled features. It was elegant, the way the almost perma-dark stage lit up so wonderfully warm. It allowed me to see what I once could not. Oh, how I wanted to bathe myself in that light always. The twinkling lights of a skyline at night, it rivaled that of the moon. To wrap myself in the golden robe of glow she emitted, that was all I ever wanted, all I could ever ask for. It was all I wanted to see. But then a page of my unfinished novel was ripped out. The wishes in a well that I would one day be the keeper of her lights removed, replaced now with the idea that those thoughts I could not have. However, she reminded me that it's not 1984 anymore, even despite her own fear-filled pages. Or perhaps I reminded her. Still, despite a raging wrath of unkindly worded pages scattered about our stage, we moved forward with dancing steps. Courting birds grew jealous with all the ways her magnificence shone. I was uncertain if she danced for me alone, or if she danced for me at all. The darkness of mine that did not shimmer told me she could never dance for me, told me her light would be caged with me as a keeper, that dark can't hold light within its grasp. It was wrong. The magnificent bird with feathers of flurry that she was, her dance of calculated steps across the stage on which I stood, that was a show. For me. We met in the shadow formed when dark meets bright, delicate passion transferred light, pouring bright glowing gold into the dark depths that I had thought would have always been my home. Years of a stage once bathed in black, I saw now everything before me coated in golden rays. She smiled down upon me and I reflected much like the moon does the sun. 
She gave me the light I needed to see a stage of life, but think not that I didn't share my previous dark surroundings. I did share. Shared so her book with its pages of hateful twisting words, they were now coated in ink, rendered unreadable. I still see dark in the corners of my eyes, but she still sees a page or two. Though there may be an ache of incompleteness, all I can see in my future now is light. I heard that it was temporary, simply because it was not mine originally. That was certainly wrong. Oh no, how could it be right? Fighting back the darkness with such ease, this light is stretching. It would guide me. She would guide me. And I would guide her. Thank you. And that was for her. Now, as I said before, this poem has definitely changed in what it means to me recently, but I definitely still like it a lot, and I still hold it very close to me. And also, as its meaning has changed, as it's sort of developed with me, it definitely still holds very true, I will say. And no matter how I'm reading it, I definitely can still see certain people in my life that are important to me and definitely it is something that no matter I think where I am in life it will still be relevant so I think that that's really cool but anyway moving on let's reveal which poem was serious and which was not and the answer is actually for her is the serious poem and failure underfoot is the serious seeming poem but is actually goofy so i will start with the serious poem for her that one was written about love of course and it's sappy as always because i like to write sappy things and so this is sappy and i love it because i can feel sappy about several things and they all still sort of meet up it's just it's good to have a sort of piece that you can go back to continuously and always feel similar things even though they may be directed towards different ideas but that's all i'll say about that one because we're not here for the serious stuff no we're here for the pretend serious stuff. So, Failure Underfoot is a serious, dark-seeming, gritty, and end-of-the-world-feeling poem, but actually it is about a time that I was in a science class, and I was tasked with going to a river and measuring how fast the flow of the river was. Now, I am not very smart or coordinated, but I thought, you know what? Easy task. We had an orange and we would pop it in the river, measure how long it took to get to a certain point, and then therefore there was an equation we could use to figure out how fast the river was going. So in my infinite wisdom, I chucked the orange out there and let it go. But what I didn't realize is that the flow of the river doesn't stop where we stop measuring. No, it keeps going. So our orange starts drifting further and further down the river. So I'm wearing waders, which are basically like leather overalls that cover up most of your body so that you can go into the water without getting wet. And I thought, hey, these are basically a get out of jail free card for the water. So why don't I just trot in as far as possible and try to get that sucker down? However, I did not consider the fact that the water water was rushing water and that it actually got quite fast and aggressive the further down you went. So as I'm chasing this orange, I slip because I'm very uncoordinated and tumble down part of the river, filling up my waders and becoming essentially a human fishbowl. So by the time my team and teacher had fished me out of the water, I was soaking wet. And when I took off my waders, basically it was like I was unleashing a tiny ecosystem out from my pants and I was soaking wet. This was the only pair of 
clothes that I had brought to school, obviously, because why would I bring extra clothes? The only extra thing I'd brought were socks, because sometimes there'd be water at the bottom of the waders and you'd have to change your socks afterwards, but that's all I had. So I was completely damp for the rest of the day, and I had to go about my day just soaked and so uncomfortable. And I could have gone home, sure, but why would I think to do that? No, I was just like, you know what, I'll just go to English class really wet and I'll have to explain to my teacher that I fell in a river. And so that day inspired an entire very edgy sounding poem. I can't exactly say why, but I was just like, you know, this is a cool experience that I should write about and make into something that sounds cool. And so that poem was written. So there you have it. You know, you can really write poems about anything. You can write it about love, something beautiful, blossoming, and wonderful to hold and to give out in poetry. Or you could write it about silly events like falling in a river that made you feel somehow very existential. Either way, they work out pretty well, I'd say. And you know what? Inspiration can come from the strangest of places. So if you're going to take anything out of that whole story, that would be it. You can be inspired by anything. And I implore you to explore what inspires you or what could be turned into something inspirational, be it falling in a river or small little bugs that gather outside your window to have a little dance party at night. Whatever it may be, explore it, write about it, and see what comes out of it. It naturally doesn't have to be as existential as that piece may seem, but you know, do whatever you want. Go hog wild, please. And you know, if you have something you want to share, be it new, recently written, or older, I would be very happy to hear about it, and so would Ivy. So you can email her, ivy at storyarkark.org, and she will accept your piece submission, and you can be featured in both the Boomsite Literary Magazine and also here on my podcast. I would love to hear your work, and I would be so happy to share it with others. So please, if you have something to share, email Ivy and get it out to her and I. Also, if you have any questions about either my very existential river piece or anything else, I would be very happy to hear them at Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at storyarkark.org. You can email me questions, comments, concerns there. I am happy to hear them. As I say, ask them loud, ask them proud, ask them in my email inbox. But that is all the time we have here today. So I hope you had a good time and I hope you enjoyed the pieces I read. If you did and are inspired, please either email me or email Ivy. Both of us would be very happy to hear what you have to say or to read your pieces. So go ahead and do that if you're interested and I hope you are. But so there you have it. Now, that is all our time actually. So I will be leaving now, but I hope you enjoyed and thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate it and I hope to see you tomorrow. So this has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you so much. Please stay safe out there. I will see you tomorrow. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.